Well, tonight I want to share a word for you that's not so much for those that are here tonight. And I know this seems kind of odd. It's really more for those that aren't here tonight that uh, that we think of typically more as kind of uh, baby Christians. Those that um, maybe aren't as deep in their relationship with God as some of us here tonight are. So you may think it's kind of weird that I would preach a message like this at a time when most of them aren't here. But it's it's for them, but it's going to be through you that these things are done. So um, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 1. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, you know, as, as new Christians, that's what we need to do. We need to desire that sincere milk of the Word. What is the milk? Does anybody know? It's the Gospel, that's right. So what is the Gospel? That's the, the good news about Jesus, right? His, His forgiveness that we have through Him. What He did, it's those plain, simple truths that get us into a relationship with God, that allow us into His His kingdom, and part of His family. You know, that saving grace, coming to knowledge of that saving grace. So that is the milk. And you should desire that, that kind of stuff. As a baby Christian, you should desire to know everything you can about the gospel. But, that's the beginning. That's just the beginning. <clears throat> At some point, you have to grow past just understanding forgiveness. I don't know how many people I have talked to over the past few years that are people that have been Christians a long time, but they are still hung up on forgiveness. Man, look, forgiveness is great. I need forgiveness all the time. I'm not trying to to discount the importance of forgiveness. But there comes a point in our relationship with God where we can't focus on ourselves and the forgiveness that we need all the time. If we can't get past that, we can't ever help anybody else. But you see these Christians that have been Christians for years and years and years still worried on a day-to-day basis whether or not they're going to go to hell. You can't have a productive Christian life like that. So they are still sucking on the milk. They're still drinking that milk. Focused on the Gospel. And you know, we all need to know the Gospel. We've got to be able to share that. But there comes a point in our life where we've got to dig deeper than just the Gospel. The Gospel's great. That's what got us 
saved. That's the thing that, that someone spoke and we responded to. You see, as a, as a non-Christian, you don't respond to much other than the gospel. So the gospel's awesome. But your relationship with God has to go further than the gospel. So, we look at some of these folks in our church, and you know, man, I love them. But we as a little bit more mature Christians need to start pulling them along. I don't know exactly what that's going to take. But they've got to learn to live a deeper relationship. They've got to understand that... that You see, there's two different types of Christians. There's those that are being taught, and there's those that are able to teach. And even if these people never become teachers in the church, they have a responsibility to teach their children. They also have a responsibility. Maybe, maybe they are children. You see, I've seen teenagers that are way past milk in their walk with God. And they're able to teach other kids their age. So it really has nothing to do with physical age. What it has to do is with your maturity and your relationship with God. How far have you come? We, as a Christian, have a responsibility to those that are around us to be able to teach them. So it doesn't matter if you ever become a teacher in a church, whether it be a Sunday school teacher or a preacher or what. That that doesn't matter. We all have a responsibility to teach. You can't teach if all you know is milk. You see, what, what milk does is... It's just a starting point for food. There comes a point where a baby has grown past what milk can provide for nourishment. Right? If they were to continue just drinking milk, what would happen? They wouldn't grow. They'd stay the same size, right? I have a a cousin that uh, my family always kind of joked about and you know they were probably serious to an extent that he never grew any more than he did because all he ever ate was popcorn he'd come home and his mama didn't want to fix him nothing and oh go get some popcorn and man that was good for him you're right he, he thought that was the best thing ever but you look at him and you can tell he should have grown more than he should than he did, right? He didn't have that proper nourishment. So we we look at these Christians that are around us and we say, wait a minute, how long have they been a Christian? Shouldn't they be past this already? You see, they've never come to the knowledge of the other stuff for whatever reason. Mostly, and you know, I don't want to sound too critical or too judgmental. Mostly it's because they don't desire that deep of a relationship. And you know why? Because that means they have to give up more and more and more. They enjoy that stuff. They like that that lifestyle and they don't want they want to hang on to that. So there's that balancing act that we always try to play with God. We always try to kind of ride the fence. 
We want to lean a little more toward the godly side, but we still want to hang on to that fence so at any given point we can flip-flop, right? Turn to Hebrews chapter 5. Sometimes I have a terrible time trying to find Hebrews. I don't know what it is about this Bible. There we go. Hebrews chapter 5, and we're going to start in verse 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even though those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So look at that first verse there, verse 12. For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Have you all ever seen that? When you have a new Christian and they start out strong and they seem to just kind of, they're on a roll, man. They're growing, they're growing. And then something happens in their life. I don't know. I don't know what it, what, it could be a lot of things, right? And they kind of stop. Like we talked about this morning, they stop running. Well, you know what happens when you stop? You backslide. See, we're running up a hill. And if you ever stop on a hill, there's not no brakes. You roll backwards, right? So what happens to these Christians that, that had been chugging along in their walk with God? They get to a point and something happens in their life, whatever it may be, and they stop. And before you know it, they're back to the point where they're drinking milk again. It's like they forgot the things they learned. And they go back. They revert back to that state of being a baby. Y'all ever seen a kid that's 9, 10 years old, and all of a sudden mama and daddy daddy have a new baby, and and that 9 or 10 year old starts acting like a baby again? It's not too too different from that. They were getting to the point where they could kind of be promoted and graduate a little bit, and they just revert back. Man, this is getting too deep. I'm going to go back to the milk. It's a whole lot easier. Next verse was I was going. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. <clears throat> so this answers another question. I see an awful lot of Christians that 
don't seem to recognize good and evil, the difference in them. You know, the obvious things, oh, those are easy, right? That's the ones that even people of the world can see. Oh, well, that, that's, that's evil. But there's a whole lot of things that the world kind of, mm, well, I don't know, you know, I guess if that's okay for you. But these baby Christians, still on the milk, still focused on what? The gospel. The gospel doesn't tell you much about good and evil, right? The gospel tells you that you're in need of a Savior. That Savior's Jesus. He is the only way. He provided salvation, redemption, forgiveness of sins, and you need Him. That's the gospel in a nutshell. doesn't tell you much about good and evil. It tells you there is evil. It tells you where evil's going, going to hell. But the rest of it, you really have to get past the milk to be able to discern good and evil. So you see a lot of baby Christians that, that seem to be just toying with these things because they have never grown past using milk. They are stuck in that little rut and they think this is fine. I'm going to church. I'm being a Christian. I'm, I'm doing what I know to do. But because other Christians, those that are on meat, haven't brought them along, say, wait a minute, that's not good. That's wrong. Here's the Scripture to back it up. You see, it's easy to tell somebody they're wrong, but it's a whole other thing to show them the Scripture. It's easy for somebody to get mad at you for telling them they're wrong, But you show them the Scripture and they really can't say as much. So we have a responsibility. We have a duty. You know, sometimes we have to go back and revisit the Gospel. Go back and kind of take it in again and Remind ourselves of all of it. But we shouldn't be doing that for our own spiritual benefit. We ought to have matured past that. It's okay to refresh your memory, but what are you refreshing your memory for? It ought to be to share it with somebody else. And see, that is our ultimate responsibility as a mature Christian, is to go into the world and share the gospel, right? Well, that goes not only out for the world, it also goes for in here. We have a responsibility to all of those that come to this church to make sure they understand the gospel. And guess what? We have a responsibility to get them past that also. We can't just get them saved and leave them sitting there. That's not what a healthy church is about. A lot of churches focus just on salvation. But where's the follow-up? You know, we've done that a lot. We're guilty of that. We see a lot of people come in and get saved. Man, we've had a bunch of people saved just since, since I've been here. I don't even know about before. Just since I've been here, there's been a lot of kids saved. But are we 
doing what we need to do to get them past understanding forgiveness? Are we doing what we need to do in our own personal lives with people we know that don't come to church here to help them understand there is so much more to your life and relationship with God? You see, if all you stay on is milk, Y'all ever seen babies with drinking bottles, right? Y'all have all seen that? That baby's pretty helpless. He's pretty helpless. If his mama and daddy ain't taking care of him, he'll just starve to death. He can't get up and fix it on his own. And that's exactly how baby Christians are. If they don't have somebody feeding them and nourishing them to keep them growing, that's right, Brother Tim, they will just sit there and starve to death. They don't understand sometimes that they need to be trying to grow. They have to have somebody kind of pull them along and say, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Have you ever read this in the Word? Let me share something with you. You know, we have to build them up. Just like we build each other up. You know, I have several different friends that we'll just sit and talk sometimes about different aspects of the Bible. And it builds you up to do that. But are we doing those kind of things to a degree that those baby Christians are getting that same kind of feeding? You know, if we sit around and wait for them to ask questions, they may never ask them. Sometimes you get somebody that's hungry and they'll say, well, man, I've been thinking about this. What about this? You see, that didn't come because they were sitting there thinking about the gospel. That came because they decided to think on something else. Something, somebody said something. They heard something in a message. They happened to be reading one night. Whatever, something gave, piqued their interest. And it wasn't just the gospel. It was the rest of the Word. Somebody either spoke it or they read it. And when they ask those questions, that's great. You can, you can answer the question. But what about those that don't ever ask? Somebody needs to... Hey, have you thought about this? How are you doing in your walk with God? They may look at you like you have three eyes. What are you talking about? But somebody has to do it. Somebody has to be there for them. So where are you in your walk? You still on milk? Let's don't even talk about what we read in the Bible yet. Where is your attention focused? Are you... Constantly stuck on how you're doing? Are you constantly focused on how you're living your life? You see, there ought to come a point where, I'm not saying you're never tempted. I'm not saying you don't still struggle with things. But what I'm trying to tell you is there ought to come a point where you don't have to sit and battle and toil every minute of the day for your own salvation You ought to be secure enough in your own salvation, staying prayed up, staying in the Word, that that you're able to help someone else. 
If you're stuck on yourself all of the time, and look, there is a time where you need to focus on yourself. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we've got to feed ourselves and and get built up and, and make sure that we are cleansed of any unrighteousness. But you can't sit there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week doing that. If you do, guess what? That's where you'll stay. You'll never grow. You'll never go on past it. Forgiveness is a blessed, wonderful thing. But if that's all your life with God, your relationship with God is about, you are missing out on so much. You know, I wish I... I wish I had all the answers. I wish I knew what we should do about this. But what I'm praying for is that God will put the right person in place. I don't know the way it needs to go, but I know we have lots of people that are struggling with this stuff. They're stuck. They don't even maybe not even know where to go, what to do. And, it, and, you know, on an individual basis, it may be that each one of us has somebody that we need to be speaking to. It may not be, a, you know, a, a Bible study that's going to reach everybody. Bible studies are great if you're hungry. But you've got to be hungry to start with. If you're totally pacified, sitting in the life that you're in, you're not going to be getting nothing out of Bible study. You most likely won't come to Bible study. 